Hiya. My name is Tiffany Rouge. Welcome back to Misadventurous, my podcast where I talk to you about life, about the way I see things, things that I've done, the conversations that I have with people that I feel need to be had and shared, and with a hint of life hacks thrown in them. This week's episode is about the art of starting again. Having done it a few times, I wanted to share with you my perspective and some tips about if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're starting again, you could call upon this episode and go, all right, here's my game plan. Recently, I just moved to Wollongong where I didn't know a single person. It was a pretty daunting experience. I'd never visited it before. Only been to Sydney like a handful of times. And was I scared? Not at all. After all, it was about the sixth time that I've started again. And by starting again, I mean building a brand new life in a brand new place with little to no ties to your previous world or to the place that you were living before you moved. I've done it three times in the UK and I did it three times since returning from the UK. And I have to say, I don't know that I'm good at it, but I definitely know my way around the art of starting again. There's a lot of new in uh, in the, those first couple of weeks, even couple of months, the newness of everything, it's kind of like a little kind of veil, like there's an ease of hiding behind the veil of ignorance, purely because you just don't know, you've never come across it before. It's kind of one of the little pleasures of starting again, but that quickly fades and what you really have to do is be open to learning new things. I mean, if you are going to go headfirst into trying something completely new and, and Turning your entire world and life upside down, move somewhere new, go and give it a go. Uh, you've really got to be open, though, to learning new things, forging new paths, and making new ships. And I'm talking about the types of ships with work colleagues, love ships, even ships with the baristas and bartenders of the places that you stumble across and fall in love with and then end up frequenting. Yes, ships is short for relationships. For a while, it seems like you're going to be walking along this sea of newness, but as you explore your new surroundings, you start to build a nest of familiarity and normalcy with every day that passes. Things get easier. It just takes a little bit of time. Now, the other cool thing about starting again is that you get to be whoever you want. If you want to accentuate new parts of your personality, you can. If you want to explore different things, you totally can when you start again because no one knows you and you've got the ability to define your own identity by choice. All you have to do is do it from day dot. If you want to talk with a lisp and be known as Tom with the lisp, you can so long as you start doing it from the day you arrive. If you want to be known by a different name, you totally can. Just start introducing yourself as it from the day you arrive. Hell, if you want people to think you grew up in the circus, you totally can. Just start telling people from the day you arrive. It's that consistent story that you totally have. I'm not saying lie, but if you know there's certain things about yourself that you want to explore, you totally can. It's a pattern. So long as you're consistent and you do it from the day you arrive, you can be whoever you want to be. I like to use these times to pick up a healthy new habit or try and bring out an aspect of my personality that I haven't been as you know eager or never really had 
uh, I guess, the guts to kind of try out and start, you know, maybe uh, being really good at maths or something like that. A prime example of that was when I lived in my hometown. I wasn't the most confident person. I was a little bit indecisive and wasn't the surest of myself. I could definitely speak to people. I had good relationships with people. But when I moved to the UK, I made a point just to be that little bit more sure of myself. Just, you know, in that time when I wasn't really feeling confident, just to fake it, just that little bit. Even if I didn't feel it at the time, I'd make the effort to just be a little bit more talkative and outgoing. And the people I met took that as a characteristic of mine and knew that of me. They didn't know that I wasn't this shy, uh, scared, kind of indecisive sort of person because to them, that's all they ever knew about me. You know, a confident, outgoing person. And that's because I was constantly doing it. Even when I didn't feel 100% like doing it, I still did it. And here I am five years later. I don't even have to try to be that little bit more talkative because I've grown into that characteristic that I just started doing for the day I moved to the UK. Uh, One of my favorite self-care Sunday TED Talks is Amy Cuddy. She talks about uh, using your body language to shape who you are. But the saying fake it till you make it is something that she and I have lived through. There's definite proof there. I'll chuck a link in the show notes so uh, so you can watch the full TED Talk. Do our nonverbals govern how we think and feel about ourselves? There's some evidence that they do. So, for example... When we, we smile when we feel happy, but also when we're forced to smile by holding a pen in our teeth like this, it makes us feel happy. So it goes both ways. Anyone can start again. Here's how I do it, just in case you ever find yourself wanting to start again or starting again, whether or not you're in a new town, you've recently left a new relationship or a big relationship for years. You know, all these things take their toll on you and you never know. These tips might just help you. I'm going to start with the basics. Get your permanent living and movement situation sorted first. They should be your top priority. Step one is set up a home base, whether it's share housing, renting or buying. The sooner you sort it, the sooner you're sleeping soundly and comfortable. And it makes everything easier when you started the day in a good place. You know you, how you have your own space. Home is your sanctuary. It's really great mentally to start your day in your sanctuary. So that's your location according to your specifics. But if you want to live close to your work, get onto it. A good tip and what I have done in the past is to hire a car for the first few weeks to get along to house inspections and share house meetings and things like that. Google Maps is your best friend. Step two, figure out how you're going to get around. If your work is a significant distance away from your house, you're going to need a set of wheels or borrow one in terms of public transport. Suss out the train and the bus situation of how you're going to get to work or if you can afford it, get yourself a bike or a car or things like that. Because once you've sussed it, you are mobile and then comfy. And they're two really important things that you need to be doing when you're starting again. Because when you come from a comfortable spot, you are more likely to want to go and put yourself out there and meet new people. Because step three is sussing your locals out. Now, I'll get to the people in just a minute, but I'm not talking about the people at the moment. What I mean by suss your locals out, I mean... Suss out where the closest supermarket is, the closest cafe that has the best coffee, the one that does the best avo on toast, the closest laundromat. And here's an important one. The best bar that you can go to after a massive day when all you need or want to do is zone out. Just that, you know, suss out your little escape place, whether or not, you know, if you're not into drinking, if it's like a nice yoga place, that sort of thing. Suss suss your local gym. 
all locals come in time, so you definitely need to take the time to go out and explore your neighbourhood. And I'd suggest doing it on foot on a day like a Sunday or one that you have off so you can get a little bit lost and not have to worry about time. I am a firm believer that when you get a little bit lost, you stumble across something really great, whether it's about yourself or whether it's uh, a random little cafe or, a, you know, a small little niche neighborhood or things like that. And there is beauty in that. All right. Step four, check in with the important people regularly. This is your family and friends who you've just left or, you know, that are, that are overseas. If you've just uh, moved overseas, not knowing anyone in a new city is hard. And I found that I speak to my family the most, maybe not the most, but a lot more when I'm starting again, because they're only a phone call away and they're usually up for a chat when I'm feeling a little bit lonely. And it doesn't have to be a family, it can be friends, just so long as it's people that you speak to the most. Because when you're actually bearing your soul and saying, hey, I'm feeling a little bit lonely, they're going to be the ones that are most likely to help you out and call and help you feel less lonely. You keep those connections going and they'll help you feel even just that little bit connected. All right, step five is get online to get in people's faces. As weird as it sounds, but I don't use dating apps to hook up with people. I don't use dating apps at all, but I have in the past to suss out new places and meet new people. In new cities, they're really good to meet new people. It does kind of have, you know, it it does bring about a a bit of an issue if you don't want to actually end up dating them. But if you're clear about that at the start, you know, the sky is your oyster. Is that it? No, the world's your oyster. Dating apps aren't the only method that you can use to meet you people, though. One of them I found a lot of success with is the app called Meetup. It's sort of like Tinder, but for people who just want to connect, you know, no hookups required. What happens is a local will create a group that anyone can join, and sometimes they have shared interests like board games or Game of Thrones fans, or even an age range like 20 to 30-something working professionals. The host will then start putting on events that any member of the group can attend. Then all you have to do is attend, and you've got a brand new group of friends. It is that easy. Remember what I was saying about doing the solo thing that scares you back in a couple of podcasts ago? If you haven't listened to it, go and suss it out. It's called The Solo Scare That Leads to a Better You. Well, what I was saying in that one is doing something solo for yourself that you never thought would ever be a possibility that you could ever do it. Well, attending one of these events is definitely one of those solo scares. And it was one for me and it turned out really well. I now have a solid friendship group without all the drama of having to go through high school with these people. And the cool thing is, because anyone can elect to join the group, there's a common interest, which is great for talking points, but there's people from all different walks of life. Another hint to me, people, is to take up a sport or go to CrossFit, you know, go to a new gym or try a new workshop, try a new hobby or a new skill. It's like a two-in-one because you get to keep fit or you get to learn something and you get to make friends. Step six is kind of leading on from that. It's try new stuff. The possibilities of meeting people are endless if you're going out and you're trying new things. Facebook's a really handy tool to find out what's going on in a city. Just go to the events page and you can search through a location. Notice boards in gyms, supermarkets and community halls are also pretty good for finding out what's going on as well. And then it's just up to you to take that solo scare, attend it by yourself and see what comes. I've followed all these steps and in about four months, I've really been able to feel settled 
and like I've got a bit of a social, you know, social mind, a social life here in Wollongong, and I'd urge you to give it a go. Now, these steps don't necessarily have to be in that order. What you might find is that when you're busy sussing out step one and two, you're going to be out and about sussing out new cafes and places to frequent, and that's totally okay. It's just important that you get to all of them at some stage. Thanks for sticking with me to the end. Well done for getting here. Um, if you do want to have a chat with me about it, maybe there's something that I've missed. Maybe you've started again and I've missed a complete vital piece of information. I've created a Facebook group called the Adventure Seekers of Misadventurous and I'm always happy to continue the conversation there. Just chuck in the Adventure Seekers of Misadventurous in Facebook, do a search and it's pretty easy to join. I'll just accept you instantly um, and we can get chatting. Like always, feel free to like, share, subscribe this podcast. If you feel that there is somebody that needs to hear these words, please share it. Um, I'd love a bit of a review and just to sort of like let me know what you're thinking of the podcast. If you're digging it, let me know. If you don't dig it, also let me know.